Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Uh, we started last time looking at this concept of covenant. And we said this concept of covenant is closely related to what we have been dealing with before, closely related to the concept of kingdom and closely related to the concept of rest, the concept of Shabbat. We are asking ourselves this question that can we find this concept of covenant in this Genesis narrative? And we said yes. And one of the things we've done so far is to look at the little, you know, change in the name that is used for God in the first stage of the account. And as we move into the second stage, we we saw this little tweak in the name that was used for God. And we said that was an indication for us that for us alerted us to this concept of the covenant as we move into the second half of this story. When we read this Genesis account of creation can we find this concept of covenant in the genesis narrative and the answer is yes 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 when we get to genesis chapter 2 and when we read verse 4 we see the subtle change in the name of god that actually alerted us to the presence of the you know this concept of covenant in this account story but we are actually going to move a little bit back actually (laughs) we are going to move forward and we are going to move back because when we read the book of jeremiah chapter 33 verses 19 to 21 maybe we should read that first actually then we will comment on it so when we read this account in genesis chapter 33 verses 19 to 21 and i'm going to read it from the amplified classic and the word of the lord came to jeremiah saying thus says the lord if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there should not be be day or night in their season, then can also my covenant be broken with David, my servant, so that he shall not have a son to reign upon his throne, and my league be broken also with the Levitical priest, my minister. Now, obviously, this portion of the scripture is actually talking about David and his knowledge. But there's something that was very important here. The Bible says in verse 20, the Lord says, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night. Now, that is very, very important because God is saying here that actually when God created the sun and the moon, that actually God was coming was, you know, entering into a covenant with the day and a covenant with the night. So Jeremiah spoke of the covenant of the day and the covenant of the night that no one can alter because it's a covenant that God has entered into when God was creating. Okay, so we saw that even way back before God created human, God was already a covenant keeping, a covenant entering God. And this is very, very important. God is a covenant, God is a God of covenant, even before the creation of man. And the the scholars agree that this covenant is understood to have been initiated in creation 
when God separated light from darkness and God created the sun and the moon and God gave the sun the authority to rule by day and the moon to rule by night. That by the act of creation and by the act of God allocating authority to the sun and to the moon, the Bible called it a covenant. And the Bible said because it's a covenant, it will happen. Hallelujah. So we are answering that question. We can see that when we look at this book, this concept in the book of Genesis, we can say, yes, the concept of covenant is there right from the beginning in the Genesis account. In fact, we can infer from what we've read here that any time God created, God covenanted. And that is very, very important. Every time God created anything, God covenanted with that thing. Obviously, the, 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 the covenant then depends upon the type of relationship because here we are talking about the covenant between God and inanimate objects, okay? Yes, that is different from the covenant that God has with his man and with his woman. But nevertheless, this was a covenant. So I'm going to repeat that again. It is clear from where we are reading that any time that God created, God covenanted. So even though the word covenant was not actually used, and this is very, very important, even though the word covenant was not actually used until we really get to Genesis chapter 6 and Genesis chapter 9, where God was talking to Noah, and we are going to get into that next, even though the word covenant itself was not used until then, but we can see the concept and the element of covenant right from the beginning of creation because God is a covenant God. Elohim is also Yahweh. All right. And this is, this is very, very important. So now let's then go and look at this point at which the word was used expressly. Again, like I said, that was in Genesis chapter 6 verse 18. And then when we also go to Genesis chapter 9, Verses 9 to 17, we see here where the word covenant was used for the first time. And it was against the background of the fact that the Bible says that God saw that all the thought and the action of men were wicked all the time. And this was when God sent the flood to destroy the then known world. And within that background and within that context, God entered into covenant with Noah, what we call Noahic covenant. But when you read this incident, it is clear that the covenant that God entered into with Noah was actually a redemptive renewer of the covenant that God already had with Adam in the beginning, what we call the Adamic covenant, that this was not a new covenant, a standalone covenant. So even though the word covenant was used for the first time in Genesis chapter 6 and then in Genesis chapter 9, we actually see that this was drawing on a covenant. It is very, very clear that this was actually a redemptive renewer of the original covenant that God already had with Adam when God created Adam. So this also, as it was, a support what we are saying that the concept of covenant was there from the beginning. That when we look at the account of Genesis, we saw that from the beginning, God was a covenant given and a covenant keeping God. Praise the Lord. In the biblical story, kingdom 
a covenant. And I mentioned this the last time. Kingdom and covenant are essential bedrock upon which other revelations of the Bible and upon which other revelations of God are built. And I cannot stress this enough. Unfortunately, these are not themes that we often meditate upon or preach upon in the church today. Kingdom, covenant, they are essential, they are foundational, they are fundamental to our understanding of the scripture. And this is where we are taking time to study this thing as we as we open the book of Genesis, we begin to see this concept. Yes, the word kingdom is not may not have been expressly used. Yes, the word covenant may not have been expressly used, but those people to whom the book was written originally, they will immediately begin to pick up the elements of kingdom and the element of covenant in this narration and that was one of the reasons why you remember the last time we were talking about this understanding that people have in those days okay and that is why sometimes some of these words are not expressly used because those people to whom those scriptures were written originally they actually know that here this is a kingdom language this is a covenant language this is a kingdom expression this is a you know, covenant expression. These events speak of a king. These events speak of covenant procedure. And this is very, very important. And we also said that the concept of kingdom and the concept of covenant are mutually dependent. Wherever you see kingdom, there must be covenant. And wherever you see covenant, there must be a relationship. There must be a kingdom relationship. Both of them are about relationship obviously specifically in our own situation is about the divine human relationship so god's relationship with human was covenantal from the beginning and i cannot stress that enough this is why we will see the gravity of what happened when man and the woman when human then sin we need to understand that from the beginning the relationship that god has with human was covenanta from the beginning. Was covenanta from the beginning. And there's something about that. You know, it's it's almost like if two people are living together without being married, obviously, which is wrong biblically. If two people are living together without being married, if they decide to separate, now the Lord cannot hold them responsible. But if they are legally married, uh, under the law, then you cannot separate without going through the due process. It become it becomes something that is that that is legal, that is binding, and you cannot just separate it like that. There are process that you need to go through. Then, in that type of binding relationship, you can then be called to you know to to order or you can be held responsible for any irresponsibility and it's the same thing with when you are working somewhere okay you are, you have an employment you are in an employment particularly in western world when you enter into an employment the first thing you want is you want a contract okay and the contract protects both the employee and the employer okay be- because the contract then means that you can enforce your right if your right is broken and it's the same thing we need to understand that from the beginning god's relationship with human was covenanter it was not just a flaky you know fluffy relationship it was a concrete it was a legal it was a covenantal relationship from the 
beginning, we are going to look more into this covenantal relationship that God entered into human. But first, I want to make some statement about covenant. The first thing, covenant presupposed a king, a domain, a way of life, a people, and often mediating servant. And I'm going to modify that a little bit, but essentially, when we talk about covenant, you are thinking about all these elements that are involved a king or you know, the people involved, a domain or the area of their influence, a way of life, a people, and often mediating servant. Covenant defines God's relationship with man in his kingdom. That is another way of me saying that God's relationship with man has always been covenantal from the beginning. We are talking here about the agreement that is concluded between God and his people. So covenant defines God's relationship with man in his kingdom, just like what we just spoke about contract or marriage contract, as it were. So we can say that covenant is the constitution of the kingdom. Covenant is the constitution of the kingdom. And we have seen that the basic element of kingdom and the basic element of covenant are embedded in the Bible, in the Genesis account story, right from the beginning. So this element, this basic element of the kingdom and of covenant, we saw it straight away. And we need to understand that the Bible is a kingdom book. The Bible is a covenant book. It's all about God in his kingdom and God who has made covenant with his people. So we need to understand that. And when we begin to go move this forward, as, as, as we move the story forward, you will see that the, con- the concept of covenant actually dominate the entire story of the Bible. Then the story of God's people, the story of Israel, and we move this into the new covenant, and we call it the new covenant. I'm going to come into that in a second. I've gone ahead of myself. We will see that this concept dominate the entire Bible. And there are various covenants that we see in the Bible, major and minor covenant, if we can put it that way. And the last statement I want to say before I move on is that the word covenant is quite commonly used in legal, social, religious, and theological concepts. So the, the, the word covenant is quite commonly used. I've, I've talked about it in the form, in the sense of contract. It's a form of covenant. In the sense of marriage, it's a form of covenant. In, in this religious, theological. So this concept is very, very important. It's at the very heart of society. It's, it helps kingdom together. It's this constitution that holds the kingdom together. Now, Let's look at the word, the biblical word that was translated covenant in the New Testament because that also will open up for us uh, our understanding of what covenant is. So in the Old Testament, the word that is translated covenant in the Old Testament Hebrew word is bereth, bereth. And it appears about 280 times in the original Hebrew Old Testament Bible. So beareth, I'm not sure if I'm calling it right. And that word means to bind, to feather, to cut, or to divide. So when people talk about entering into a covenant, what people talk about is to cut a covenant. And we're going to see the reason why people call it 
caught in a covenant. So Bereth is the word, the Hebrew word, Old Testament word, Hebrew word that is translated covenant and it means to bind, to bind together, to feather together. It also means to cut and to divide. To cut and to divide actually is, is explaining to us some of the process that is involved in making a covenant. So that is Bereth. When we get into the New Testament, the Greek word that is translated covenant in the New Testament is diatheke. Diatheke. Again, I don't know what I'm calling it properly. Now, that is used at least 33 times in the Greek New Testament. And the primary meaning of diatheke is, means property disposition and arrangement. And this is very, very important. Property disposition and arrangement. In other words, diatheke is akin to a will or a testament. A will or a testament. So we're talking about, in the Old Testament, we're talking about to bind, to feather, to cut, to divide. In the New Testament, we are talking about property disposition, a will or a testament. So we, we can see here the process and we can also see here the purpose or the benefits. So, so each one of these things is actually giving us a, a, an idea of this word, of this concept of covenant. Ivru Bereth, Greek diatheke, and in Latin, obviously our Bible is not written in Latin, but it is important for me to mention this. In Latin, the word is testamentum. Testamentum. What does that remind you of? That is why our Bible is divided into two portions, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's the same as saying our Bible is divided into the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. I mean, this tells you how fundamental, this tells us how basic, this tells us how foundational the uh, this understanding of covenant is for the Bible, the whole Bible itself to have been divided by this name. Okay. New Testament, Testamentum Latin, Diatheke Greek, Berith Hebrew is New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament. And it's the same thing as saying Old Covenant and New Covenant. Again, this is at the very heart of the revelation kingdom and covenant is at the very heart of the revelation that God has given us in the scripture. So yes, we did see these elements of covenant in the creation story, but not just in the creation story. Even as we move forward in the story of the Bible, we see the element of this covenant. And now we're beginning to see what this entails. Bereth is talking about being bind together. So covenant binds people together. Covenant feathers people together. There's a process of cutting that is involved when people make covenant. And we're going to look at those elements in next teaching by the grace of God. So to enter into the covenant with somebody is to become one with that individual, to be bound together, to be feathered together. And then the Greek word diatheke means that their property becomes your property. Your property becomes their property. Okay? We are, we are brothers. 
your sisters, okay? You hold things, certain things in common, you know, within the expression and the agreement of the covenant. You remember in the New Testament, the Bible says that the New Testament believers, they have all things in common. That is a covenant word, okay? And to call somebody your brother, and to call somebody your sister, actually, that is a covenant where you are my brother, you are my sister. And we are going to give some of this example as we move on. And then that would, that would, in, 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 the, in the New Testament, that would diatheke bring out that reality, okay? The will, the testament, the sharing together, the communion together of our belonging. And we have seen how the old Bible was actually divided into two by the understanding of this concept. Old Testament, New Testament. Old relationship that God entered with the children of Israel and the new relationship that God entered, you know, with the church. And we're going to see some of these things, you know, the, the, the element that brings this relationship to come to pass. I think I'm going to stop there today by the grace of God. And I want you to understand, if you are listening to me, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There is, there is a property, there is an experience that the New Testament has made available to us through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. You can now become a daughter, a son of God. Okay? You can be delivered from the wrath of God and become a member of God's family if only you will receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it's simple. Come to Him. Admit, accept that you are a sinner. Believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess Him as Lord. Accept Him as your Lord. He will come in. He will save you. Take the wrong heart give you a new heart, become your father, your friend, your Lord, walk the rest of your earthly walk with you. When this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today because tomorrow may be too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.